The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to the Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged. I am also a Wall Street alum and a LinkedIn top voice on racial equity. And I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there. Hey, DC Marshall. I am Mita Malik, a business leader, a DEI champion, and a working mom. My superpower is storytelling. Yes, it is. And if you've been following the show, and this is not your first time here, you will know that Mita and I, we started Roundtable Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplaces from my perspective as a Black woman and from Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. At our table, we unpack it all. We won't leave any juicy details out. Then we provide tips that you need on not how to survive, but how do you thrive wherever it is that you are. And so, Mita, I'm so excited for the continuation of season four. But what are we talking about today? Well, there's so many things we could be talking about, Dee, but what I want to talk about today is a topic that we've talked about offline over text, late night dinners, is how to make a killer introduction. How do you do this? What to say? What not to say? And I have so many thoughts on this, especially as we go back to some of our episodes prior where we talk about how humility hasn't served me well in my career. And so tying that to how you make an introduction. I love it. I'm ready for this conversation because I want to add to this after we hear your juicy story. I want to add to this how there is a need for us to introduce and often reintroduce because when we leave the introductions to other people, they don't always do us justice. So I'm excited for this. But let's hear your story, Mita. I mean, I have so many stories on this topic But I'll just be vulnerable. Even when we introduce ourselves for this podcast, I don't want to say too much. Is my introduction too long? I'm also a LinkedIn top voice. Should I put that in there? And you know, D, this is what we do. You lift, we lift each other up. You're always like, Mita, you do this, this, and this, and this. You're like my publicist. Why aren't you saying this? Why aren't you saying that? But it goes again to this idea of like being humble. My parents taught me stay humble, hustle hard. Am I showing off? Am I bragging too much? What are people going to think of me as a woman of color? I am, as you know, always going under the radar. I don't need everyone to know my business. And so I'm very careful with introductions. And I think, and I'd love your perspective on this because you've coached me over the years. I think it's different when you're early in your career versus when you're more senior in your career. And I do this calculation like so many women of color listening do. Am I going to come off threatening? What can I say? What should I not say when I'm introducing myself? Constant calculation. Yeah. You know, I too think about it. And, you know, when you introduce yourself, I'm like, Mita writes for 
Harvard, the Harvard Business Review. And she contributes to, you hear me say this, like I'm introducing, um, so everybody who's listened to the show, you will know this, and this is a shameless plug for my co-host, my friend, she will say, former coach, Harvard Business Review contributor, contributor to all, most of, all of the major business hubs from Business Insider, Entrepreneur, Forbes Fortune, Inc. You know, it runs the gamut. And that's not an easy, I'm going to say, goal to hit or target to hit, to sort of win and earn the credibility to contribute to a Harvard Business Review thought leadership. So yes, I do know that you, from a place of humility, won't run all of your receipts. Oh, and then you know the other thing you do? You know, Mita was the head of culture, inclusion, diversity over at that big brand, the CPG. You know, I start telling your backstory and then I say, and she's the head of, you know, over at this fintech. So I do understand and I learn more from you culturally, you know, not to run all the receipts. But I do think there's times when it's appropriate. And even for you, Mita, we talked about the dress thing, the dress code. I really think sometimes we do have to manage perception and you do have to run your receipts. Let me give an example. Like when you are taking all of these big stages and when you're on folks' podcasts, like, you know, I know our producer was just talking about you were on a podcast. I think when you take a stage, whenever you have the microphone, it's appropriate for you to level set or to give context. And we, I can save it for when we get to the tips, but it is appropriate. You know, what qualifies me to be here, right? And then run the receipts, you know, backstory, head of inclusion. Look at you. I can see your face right now. Look, head of inclusion. Over <laughs> I'm at the like so uncomfortable. <laughs> coach me, coach um, me. And I won this award and yes, top LinkedIn, you know, but that's the difference between, I think your perspective from the South Asian perspective as black woman here, I am over there like, yes, me to run these <laughs> receipts, friend. Let them know who you are, friend. We are one voice. I don't represent all of the South Asian community. You don't represent all of the Black community. I think that there are many South Asian women and women of color who will resonate with my story. I have a story that I'm going to bring up from the files that you might not remember. You'll probably remember, speaking of introductions, I have been on many a job search looking for different jobs at different points in my career, and and Dee's been right by my side. So I'll remember this one situation where I call Dee, and I'm like, so... I'm going to meet this um, CEO, founder, for breakfast. Someone made the introduction for me. So what's the best way to introduce myself? Should I, like, send my resume over? Do you remember this conversation? I do. I already do. Keep going. Yes. And Dee was like, send your resume? What? They've already made the introduction and, like, arranged the breakfast. Why are you sending this person your resume? That's not how we roll. And I was like, what? So that is also how you've taught me to like level up in terms of the introduction. I think what you're saying is when you are entering a conference, a stage, you are introducing yourself to the first time to an audience, pull up those receipts, tell the story of why you've earned the spot on the stage. But then there are these moments when you're more senior in your career and things are being orchestrated on your behalf. And you're like, no, no, that's not the time to pull out the receipts because someone already gave your receipts on your behalf. That's right. That's why you're there because they already gave you, they already provided the receipts. 
I remember that time. And I said, don't you dare bring your resume. You've already been introduced. In fact, your name precedes you. In those conversations where you are being tapped, you're being invited to a conversation, it is because your receipts have already been provided that qualified you to even have a conversation. And when you introduce yourself by way of a resume, there's an indication of where you are in your career. At an entry level, at a mid-level, the introduction by way of resume says that you are probably not senior level uh, or senior executive. And so that's why, friend, I could not allow you to send your resume. I mean, you were you were have you were having conversations C suite, and then I remember we were talking about me. Do they need you on the board? Like they've got issues over there. Yes. This is yes. your play. Remember, we were strategizing on you. You know, you're the Olivia Pope of marketing strategy. <laughs> this is how we're gonna run this play. Boom. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. Well, and D, I'm still on my journey to to be on a board. So putting that out there to my community, looking for my next board opportunity. But D, you've also given me that advice. When people have connected me about board opportunities, you're like, no, no, don't send the board bio. Don't send the board bio. If you're having the breakfast, if you're having the coffee, somebody has already done that on your behalf. The introduction, the killer introduction has already been made, which is why I have a seat. Yeah at this breakfast table or having coffee with this person. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tober Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. and so. We had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. While we're on this topic of introductions by way of resume and introductions in the setting and the place of where you're looking for new opportunities, I think it's it's also so important to understand that in those conversations, as soon as you introduce yourself by way of resume, then it changes the dynamics. Like you're being courted, you're being tapped. You know, when the other is inviting you to lunch, to coffee, to tea, to a drink, you're level. We're, we're level here. We're equals. 
So anyway, so we've talked about introductions, right? Introductions on main stage and for the first time, that's when you run receipts. We've talked about in one-on-one or one-off in terms of being courted for potential opportunities, not the place to introduce by way of resume. Yes. In fact, that's really like strategic introductions. That's, you know, somebody else sends the email on your behalf with the receipts. With the receipts. I want to remind and invite our audience listeners to go back to listen to our episode on why you need to be on LinkedIn. Because D, to your point, that's another really important way in which you make an introduction. So if D hears of a board opportunity and she wants to plug my name, she might just send my LinkedIn profile. This is my good friend Mita, da 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 but here, check her out. And so that's a really easy way. So it's a missed opportunity if you are social presence, digital game is not up to par because that's an easy way for someone to make an introduction on your behalf. So Dee, I want to ask you this because as we're doing more live events and I'm meeting people for the first time, like I'm going to networking events, conferences, happy hours, etc. I still am very cautious of how I introduce myself and how it will be received. And here's the other thing that's interestingly been happening. When people find out I write for certain publications, that's all they that's the only reason they want to meet me so they can figure out how to write for those publications. And so how do you also manage that? That's really interesting. So I am just like going real personal in my introduction. Hey, I moved. I'm originally from Boston. I have two young kids. How are you this evening? Where do you live? Like I don't even go into the professional context because I'm not sure how it will be received. And I'm also not sure unclear. Yeah, that's an interesting, I would say, response or a normal response of when you say or attach yourself to a big brand or uh, media, people will automatically want to want to zoom in, swoop down like, OK, how can I get a piece of that? I think for executives like yourself, your high level, you know, high ranking C-suite or within when you're within one level, I think it's appropriate for women and women of color to just share top line and I'm a senior executive at or I oversee X at blah and leave it at that. So I love hearing you talk about being a mom. I think we need that. I think a lot of women and high-level executives need that balance, but I also really feel strongly about you have to manage perception when you are a woman of color. You have to. But here's what I was going to say. I think, Mita, it's appropriate to reference your contributions to the major pubs as you as a thought leader. I mean, let me tell you why. Because when you say you write for, it looks like and sounds like you work for them or you're a journalist. No, ma'am. No, babe. No, boss. You are the thought leader. And let me tell you this. Here's what I learned. And somebody just posted recently that they are excited to announce that they're a contributor to XYZ. And what I learned a while ago is contributor versus writer are two different things. And you want to be the contributor because as a contributor, you are the thought leader. So introducing yourself, I know we're talking about killer introductions I think it's appropriate for you as an executive to talk about mom, balance it, one part mom, one part boss, okay? And keep with thought leader, you know, contribute thought leadership to different from I write 
for? Because it sounds like a paid position of where you have a job. No, you've been tapped because you are a thought leader, Mita. You are beast when it comes to marketing, people of color, other dimensions of diversity. You track literally what is culturally happening as it pertains to black and brown folks and other dimensions of diversity. Does that make sense about that contributor piece? Absolutely. Because I say to people, I'm a writer, not a journalist. They're two different things. I'm a contributor, right? A thought leader, as you would say. I love that. So I want to invite our WBs, our allies into this conversation. WB, if you haven't heard D say this, is white boys, our white boy network. I wonder... And, if and my, my white boyfriends. It's a friendly term. It's a term of endearment. Right. Yes, it's a friendly term. It's a friendly term. My WB network. Gosh, are you all thinking about this when you introduce yourselves? I don't know. It's so fascinating, right? No, maybe not. Maybe yes. Let us know. Message us on LinkedIn. But what I would say is, if you go back to season one, there's an episode where Dee coached me through a very painful work situation, but it was a, it was a conversation around going from the office pet to the office threat. And I think, Dee, because of that incident in my career, which I know I'm not alone in, I was seen as a threat. I was intimidating. I was seen as being extra too much, taking up too much space. And with that former boss, the toxic bully who kept trying to put me in my place, that has also been something that I'm working through in terms of not showing up too bold, not showing up too much, not bragging, not being over the top. And I do think that that's something women of color navigate in their workplaces, right? Because it's like, am I going to be the, I was the pet and now am I going to be the threat? Go back and listen to that episode because I think it actually really ties to what Dee and I are talking about right now. I want to respond to that and I want to share a quick story. So again, the more I think about this topic of killer introductions and what you, or the question that you pose to our WBs, they don't have to introduce themselves. The WBs, or if you're, you know, if you're white majority here, our friends who are listening, our allies, advocates, and champions who are listening here, you don't even have to, you don't have to introduce yourself, nor do you have to think about it. So I want to reiterate, why are we even having this conversation and why is there a need to introduce yourself? It's because we're solving for this. We are managing perception. We are managing lower expectations of us. We are managing you know, bias and stereotypes about us. And so that is why we have, I think, a need to manage how we're being received and perceived in the workplace. So I wanted to to just anchor in that. But I have a story about introducing, and maybe not so much a story, but like there's been several instances where people will introduce me as the motivational speaker. Okay. You know, I it all comes from a good place. Oh, D is the motivational speaker. And I really, that's not my preference. That's not what I do. I actually run a company. I'm the CEO at diverseandengaged.com. I've run this company for many years and grown the company. We are a small and mighty team. But, you know, we work with uh, some of the biggest and best brands in the country, top brands. They're Fortune 500 and Fortune 10. So when somebody says you're a motivational speaker, and even in introductions, when folks have your bio and then they won't read it, um, I don't believe in you need to read the whole bio. You don't need to read the whole bio. But on my team, they send an, we send an intro. The intro is bullets. So just pick three bullets. Just go with the top three, top five. Say something that 
lifts, right? But when folks introduce or fail to introduce, there is a need to reintroduce. So, you know, this killer introduction is just being able to humbly grab the microphone or receive the microphone and delicately hone in on some of the key elements that you really want the audience to receive that serves them, that qualifies you to be here, that knows where you draw from. So I really have found that reintroducing and killer introductions really include when someone else introduces you and they don't do the right, the the right frame. Oof. Yes. When they don't just say, you know, as, and so what that might sound like Mita is, you know, as Mita mentioned, right. So I'm amplifying and I'm, I'm delicately, you know, wrapping and connecting to as Mita mentioned, yes, my name is DC Marshall. I am the CEO at Diverse and Engage. And real quick backstory, you know, th- three three points in terms of where I draw from. I trained million-dollar producers on Wall Street for many years, from branch managers, LOS, zero to two. Additionally, I trained and uh, ran a third of the advertising and the ad sales division at the New York Times, right? And so it's appropriate and six years Obama White House access, right? It's appropriate for you to drip, okay? Drop the drip. It's appropriate. It's it's appropriate because otherwise- And the three. I love three. You love threes? There you go. Just three things. Yeah. And then then you, you frame it in such a way that I just share this for context so that you know what qualifies me to be here. And even that's a sensitive word, like what qualifies me? Everybody's qualified. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. No. (laughs) You know, but an audience deserves, like folks deserve to know what qualifies us to be here in this podcast space as like top podcasts in our first year, like season one, two, three. What qualifies us to be here? No, in this instance, we qualified ourselves, okay? We qualified ourselves. We self-funded the first season and we started a genuine conversation to serve with the intent to serve. And then and then the value is scooped up by LinkedIn. And so we're part of the LinkedIn Podcast Network. So as I wrap my point in this show in terms of killer introductions, it is okay to reintroduce yourself, deliver three points, just top line, even before a meeting, before a town hall, whatever work situation, it's appropriate to share a piece of background, a piece of expertise. And for women, come in, come in, come in. Ladies, come in. You want to drip and seed this, uh, you know, so that as you are looking for the next opportunity and you're open, you're seeding information that, you know, while I do this and I hold this position over here, I'm super passionate I'm super passionate, somewhat obsessed with blah, 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 or storytelling or black and brown communities or marketing. You see drip. I'm super passionate. Just even with that. Boom, boom, boom. But you know what, Dee? I I have to tease out what you just said. For allies listening, pull up close right now. Because what you just said to me hit me like a ton of bricks. Because how many times have have I been introduced as... Maida Mulek, who is the head of inclusion at a company she no longer works at, they have somehow got an old version of my bio, even though I sent them the details, right? And this has happened on too many occasions. And so when you think about allies introducing a woman of color, whether it's on main stage, on a panel, 
in a conference room to a client and you botch that introduction. Okay, so D, here's the question I'm going to ask you. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, but so why does that matter? That was a mistake. I didn't mean to mispronounce Mita's name and I got the bio from somewhere else, but it was a mistake. So why are we having a whole podcast episode on how to make a killer introduction? Why does this matter? It matters because it's minimizing, it's reducing, it says that you don't care, you don't value. It doesn't mean that you that it was intentional, but how it lands. And yes. we say this all the time, the intent versus impact. We know the intent, it was not intentional, but for, for us, for women and underrepresented groups, which Melissa Bradley would say new majority, not minority. It is important for women. It is important for people of color, for you to learn, to see us, to see, right? To value and to respect. So this is about the value and the respect. You know, we can't make it about you, um, ally, advocate, champion, uh, WB. It's not about you. Know that it's important to us. I want you to think about, pull in, pull up. Think about your daughter. Think about your daughter who comes home to say, you know, dad, this woman or these people, they keep calling me by the wrong name. And, you know, I just want you to put yourself in the position of hearing it from your sister, your daughter, your wife, and how it chips away at them and how it lands in a way that they don't feel valued. You heard it here first on Brown Table Talk. I hope allies are listening and taking notes. This is juicy. I love, I enjoyed this conversation actually uh, today. So as we wrap to the tips, because we always want to leave you with something, certainly you can follow and learn more at browntabletalkpodcast.com, but we're going to leave you with three tips as we always do. So Mita, why don't you kick us off with one and two? Well, I learned a lot, Dee. Dee's constantly coaching me, so I'm writing these tips down too. So number one, the killer introduction is really to be concise and to land three points tied to a story, as you saw Dee do beautifully earlier. So I'm Dee. That's sitting with me, number one. Number two, oh, this is a good one, my friend. It's okay to reintroduce yourself, especially when they botched the introduction. Mispronounced your name, pulled up the old bio, got the wrong points. That too is sitting with me. All right, Dee, over to you for three for allies listening. Yes. And for allies, this is an opportunity for you to jump in. So when introducing, just remember three points. Remember three things, keep it concise, but remember three solid, not fluffy stuff, but three solid credentials that really help to uplift and amplify the credibility of whomever it is that you are introducing and also allow them to reintroduce themselves. And those are our tips. Mita? Dee, I love this conversation. Thanks, everyone, for being here. That's all for today's episode on how to make a killer introduction. Thank you for joining us at our Brown Table Talk podcast. If you loved what we had to say, please, please, please share it with your friends and colleagues who need to give it a listen today. We appreciate any reviews. And Dee and I will see you real soon. Thank you all. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.